The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, season guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Law and Andy Lindis. Hey, good morning. Andy's taking the day off today, but he's probably out fishing if I know Andy. However... We still have another expert with us, and that's Luke Panic. We call him the deck guy. He's the deck and port specialist, among other things, at Lindis Construction. Luke, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am doing quite well, thank you. Hope you are, too. Beautiful morning. And On Mother's Day Eve. Yeah, that, that's a matter of fact. Don't forget Mom tomorrow. Uh, I was thinking the last time you were on, could have been a couple of times ago, we were talking about my old deck and that I used that Penafin stuff on it, and it really mm-hmm. worked well. And I, uh, and you said, because uh, there was snow on it at the time, you said, now, did it darken a little bit over the yep. winter? And I said, no, it's fine. Well, no, I was wrong. So you I'm going to, I'm going to have to put, I mean, the, 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 the stain is fine. It's, it ne- just needs a brightener conditioner, I presume. Dirty. Yeah. Mildew, mildew moldish kind of happens. Yeah. Over six months or whatever, yep. however long it was. So that's a project to be done here in the next uh, month or so. Not a big deal. But you guys are busy at Lindis, I assume, building all sorts of decks all over the place. All over the place, yeah. We've got four decks going on in four different cities. Wow. And the most people, I assume, uh, want the low-maintenance stuff. It seems like most people, yeah. Yeah. Any tips on uh, if, if, for example, in fact, I'll probably be calling you one of these days to, uh, to get a, a new deck built. Uh, as soon as I figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of the yard, and I thought, well, when, what's the time frame of that? If if I wanted a new deck, and certainly next year, let's say, mm-hmm. when when do I call Lindis to get on the schedule for probably next year? You any time uh, I would say you'd need to call by you know the end of uh, July would be my guess to schedule you for next year. We we expect our deck schedule will get filled up here in the next uh, sixty days, probably. Oh, I bet, yeah. Yeah, is there any particular mistakes homeowners make when they are uh, they have you guys out and you say, well, I want this and I want that? Do they? You know what's real common? Hmm. Uh, I most times, if somebody has an existing deck, they they want to change. I mean, usually the deck has been there for at least fifteen years, sometimes mm-hmm. twenty and thirty, um, and typically they want to just replace the decking or the railing. And a lot of times, um, that's not a good idea. It's kind of like uh, putting new shingles over old shingles. Oh, yeah. I know Andy talks about that from time to time. What happens is, uh, over time, the, the framing underneath there, even though it looks fine, a lot of times it isn't because you can't see the, you can't get to the little crusty corners that are between the decking and the joist that experiencing uh, the rot and the softness. And we, a lot of times, don't realize that until you've actually taken off all the decking and then... You spend all that time removing all the screws and all the fasteners, and they don't want to come out well. They, the screws break off when you try to 
unscrew them out of the deck. And so you put all this time into it, and then you end up having to replace majority of the frame anyway due to surface mm-hmm. rot because that organic material has been pinched in there and held against the top of that 2x10 for so many years. So that's oftentimes a mistake, and and, and sometimes it's hard to to explain that, why it just doesn't make sense. The other reason is that the framing part of the deck is the least expensive part of the deck, and it's the most important part for the strength and stability of the deck. So oftentimes it just doesn't save you much money to try and do it. So that, that's probably the number one misconception out there is thinking that I should just take this decking off and put the new stuff on, uh, that thinking it's going to save a lot of money, and it just doesn't. Because it's not that costly, the substructure. It's not that yeah. costly. Yeah, yeah a, a, you know, a, a new 2 by 10 joist that's 16 feet long might be 20 you know, twenty, thirty bucks, depending on what kind of uh, you know lumber you're buying, and you don't need that many. You only put one every twelve inches, the whole width of your deck, and and the the deck boards, you know, a nice fancy new synthetic deck board can cost a hundred and twenty dollars, and and you need a lot of them. So the majority of a deck cost is in the decking and the railing. It's not in the frame. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a a difference in? By the way, if you have a question about decks or porches, uh, call us, call Luke, or send a text. Here's the phone number. We've cleared out the garden call. So 651-989-9226. And if you want to send uh, Luke a text, 81807. Uh, when you are, depending on, well, let's do this. Uh, somebody wants a cedar deck, and then mm-hmm. the other neighbor wants a, a low-maintenance type of deck. Is there a difference in the, um, as far as, uh, you know, 12 inches, 16 inches on center, something like that? The choice, yeah. Uh, good question. They, uh, yes, there is a difference. We almost always frame our decks at Lindis with 12 inch centers. That means that there's it's a 10 solid, and a half in, so, yeah, there's 10 and a half inches of gap between the deck boards. And if you put them at 12 inch center and what happens then when you walk on a synthetic deck board, it feels rock solid at 16 inches on center. Most de- synthetic deck boards, when you step on, if you get your foot just on one, you'll actually feel a little bit of flex, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. I think it feels spongy. Uh, so I like to frame the decks at at least uh, 12 inches on center, and a lot of most of the decks that have been built are at 16 or further. And it and it's fine because the a lot of two by six uh, wood decking out there or five quarter uh, cedar decking feels rigid with a 16 inch center. Um, and, and that's fine for wood, but if someone wanted, uh, you know, to feel the deck that feels that solid with a synthetic back deck board, I recommend, uh, the 12 inch center. What about uh, some of this wood you, you've uh, spoken of uh, before in pr- prior shows that are the, the tougher than oak? What kind of, we're talking about this, uh, Oh, Ipe. Ipe. Uh, yeah, there's a few different names for it. Ironwood is, uh, a common name. Tigerwood, it, uh, there's different variations. Um, it's a South American walnut and it, it's really a hard, dense, uh, tree and it's really, really tough. Um, very difficult to work with, but very, uh, good long lasting, um, uh, wood for sure. It, it still requires, there's misconceptions that, you know, it's petrified wood or it lasts forever. It doesn't last forever. It, it lasts a long time, but it still requires, if you want it to look, you know, beautiful like it is when we install it, you've got maintenance on your hands. You've got to treat it just like cedar, basically, because the sun does its, you know, puts its UV rays on there and fades out the, the color of it just like any other wood. So it's a really interesting product it's fascinating its appearance it looks like uh, you know that rich teak look like a teak 
in those old oh, yeah, boats, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful product. Um and Penafin actually makes a um a line of their product for the the hardwoods like that. Oh, they do. Exterior. Yeah, yeah. They're really the only company that makes a, a good coating for um, the ePay product. But yeah, it's interesting stuff. I haven't done one in a while. I think because the the synthetics are starting to look so good compared to how they used to look that most people just want to use a synthetic instead. A listener, Luke. Uh, we're talking decks this morning here on CCO, and you're welcome to call in your question or uh, text it if you like. A texter says, "Can I buy a? Can I just buy a brightener and conditioner? Where and what kind?" Well, there are a lot of manufacturers at the big box stores, but I know mm-hmm. that, uh, and you mentioned it too before, I believe. Penafin makes its own brightener conditioner. Do they not? Yeah, yeah, they have a, um, and I haven't been on their website in a while. But you, if you go to Penafin's website, they have like a a stepped system. You buy a one, two, three. You wash it with this first. It comes with these powders, and you mix it with water. You wash step one, and then step two, and step three, and, and then your your deck is back to, you know, fresh and bright and clean. Uh, and uh, there's other uh, brands as well. What do you remember? What you used uh, years ago, and it's been a while. It was a Bear product. Sure, B E H R, and that that again, it's a, uh, it's uh, I think well, one used to be a stripper, and I don't need that anymore. Because Penafin, you just put on, if you do it properly, you just add more, you know, X sure. amount a year or two or three or whatever it is later. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm trying to think if it's diluted or not. It may be. But it comes in a, uh, uh, what is it, a gallon jug? Or is it two? Yeah. Uh, and it's, it, it's, it's, there was a number 63 and a number 60. If you go into the store uh, and ask about a Brighton, they'll know. In the paint department, they'll know exactly what you're you bet. It's right. Yep, yeah, over by the paints. Just read over the directions. The you know, <laughs> and even and there's a lot a lot of people too. I mean, you don't have to necessarily go even buy the brightener conditioner. A, a pressure washer uh, can do a great job. I know that that's um, that's what everybody should do for their mothers on Mother's Day. This is a perfect time of year. <laughs> is get out there and wash your mom's deck off. Get it all the algae, the winter that the leave debris and the gunk that's sitting between the deck boards on the top of the joist. Wash the deck off, and, and that's critical for pre- the, you know preventing the mold and mildew growth. Washing the deck off right away will help. You don't have to use a brightener conditioner too, but a lot of times these decks that haven't been cleaned in years, yeah, you really need to. But I, I that's certainly on my list. I'm going to wash my deck here in the next couple of days for sure. See, I got to be careful because um, my railing system is synthetic, but the deck okay. is cedar. Yeah, if I use, if I'm not careful with a pressure washer. Yes, I cedar soft. Cedar's a soft wood. Big time, yeah, yeah. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Oh, I see. We need to take a quick break, folks. On the line, hang on. We'll uh, we'll pick up on your phone calls and text messages after uh, this break. Luke Panic is our expert today here on the show. We're talking specifically about decks. If you have other home improvement questions, that's fine too. Good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show presented every Saturday in the nine o'clock hour by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. You want to get in touch, uh, 1-800-LEAF-CAR, the easiest number to remember to get in touch with Lindus Construction. The deck and port specialist, among other things, Luke Panic, is uh, with us today answering your questions, of course, by phone and by text, 651-989-9226. I see a line open if you want to use it. Uh, or if it's easier, send a text, 81807. 
Uh, Luke, there's, uh, let's see, let's go back to the phones. Tim in St. Cloud, I believe, is on the line. Tim, thanks for waiting. What's yeah. your question? So I got you in speaker. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. I'd like to for you to discuss the uh, possibility of products that you can put on, like say, a cedar deck between the bear. Uh, they have like a two-year and a seven-year, and Sherman Williams has a woodscape. And is there a difference between uh, that much of a difference between what you put on the railings and what you put on the flat surface. All right. What do you think, Luke? Well, my experience in the different products, um, I, I'm, I've used a lot of them. And what you find when you look at a can of paint or stain, typically the price tells you everything you need to know. Uh-huh. It, it really does. You get what you pay for in just about anything, and it's certainly true with a deck stain. The the key is you're looking for the, how much resin is actually in the can compared to how much um, water or mineral spirits, which is which would be the solvent. Because after the solvent dissipates, what's left behind is the resin, and so that that's the key part. With the more the more uh, diluted the 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 paint is with either uh, mineral spirits or water, if it's a, a waterborne product, uh, the cheaper it's going to be. Uh, because there's a less product in there. And so that, to me, tells you most of what you need to know. I don't like to use solid color stains on deck floors or the top of railings because it wants to peel off. It always wants, if there's too much product sitting on there, it wants to rub off and flake off. I've yet to meet a homeowner who said, boy, this, this worked great for several years. It just doesn't. Uh, so the, the the better that it penetrates the less uh, that it, the residue that it surface like a paint product, you know, the, it, a lot. Of, I go up to decks too that have sometimes homeowner grabbed a a gallon of paint out of the garage that is the trim paint from the house and they paint the railings with it, and it just all peels off within mm-hmm. you know six months or a year. So that's what's really unique about Penifin, and I think you you can attest to this. It is a it really kind of saturates into the wood. It yeah, doesn't sit up on top and flake exactly. off, right? Right. I've used those other products you've talked about, and you are right, exactly right, right on because that that other stuff, especially those solid uh, deck stains, really peel. They don't last. They don't. They just don't. And I, I wish that I wish they would. But the the, the it's our climate. We've got these, yes. We've got this sponge, this wood that's a sponge. It's expansion and contraction. Our, our cold, dry winters, and then it's hot and humid, and it swells and it contracts, and it's just not a great place for um, stains and paints to work, especially when you're walking on them and the snow is sitting on it and freezing and then wet and holding. You know, just not a good. It's tough to be a deck board in this state. Yeah, and uh, Tim, uh, the caller, Tim uh, said uh, that what might be the difference between a two-year. A warranty and a seven-year. I, I I I don't really know. Maybe you've come across. If we're talking this part of the country, a stain, a deck product that lasts seven years. I don't yeah. know. I've never I, seen I, one. But. Me neither. Okay. I, I that's and you got to look at what the. Oh. I think we have having mic problems with Luke. You know, we need to take a break uh, anyway, right here. So let's uh, let's do that uh, very thing. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, brought to us by Linda's Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. Luke Panic is uh, with us today. He's the deck and port specialist, among other things, at Linda's Construction. So we thought we'd take advantage of Luke's expertise and zero in on uh, decks this morning. If you have that kind of a question, call it in or text it in, 651-989-9226. 
if you prefer, send a text to Luke 81807. Uh, Luke, uh, let's go back to the phones, though. Dan has been waiting there in Delano to uh, ask you a question. Thanks for waiting, Dan. What is your question? Yes, good morning. You say I have a deck that uh, uh, tends to lift and fall each spring uh, due to the frost and due to the uh, sauna tubes that they put in the ground filled with uh, concrete, the footings, and uh, uh, it's pushed up quite a bit this spring, and I'm thinking about uh, just cutting that concrete with concrete saw and getting that deck back down to the level it is. Is that uh, a wise thing to do, or is there another way to support the uh, structure, the uh, eight-by-eight posts, uh, so it doesn't go up and down? What do you think of that, Luke? Well, you've got a tough job on your hands, Dan, Um, but we we see this a lot, and it's not an easy job, but what what I typically try to do, depending on if... Do you have a, a cantilever beam under there? Is it a dropped beam that's underneath, or is it a beam that's flush within the joist? Uh, it's a yeah, it's a ledger board. So my concern there is that I cannot see uh, any type of nailing or uh, some sort of threaded uh, screws or that so I and they have the J channel and the siding around it uh, so I can't tell if up and down for two years if it's starting to work away from the house or not so okay what I was referring to is out at the away from the the edge of the deck that's away from the house the outside perimeter of the oh deck. yeah 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 that's it's a, it's a double uh, double two by ten okay yeah. good is, is it flush with the joists or is it dropped underneath them and the joists are resting on top of it uh, understand my question? Flush with the joist. Yep. Okay. Flush with, flush, yep. Okay, so that's a little trickier because you'd, you'd like to put the post, you want to have the post right back in the same location that it's at. So what I would do okay. is I would put in a temporary, I would buy a temporary 6x6 six six post and create a pad for it, and I'd lift the deck up just a little bit and put the get the pressure off of the post that's moved. And then what I would do is I'd get that old uh, footing out of the ground. You're going to have to take it out dig it out of there, all the way back down. What's likely happened is either the shape of the concrete is a wedge shape, and so the ground is, is as it freezes, is just working that thing out. and Or what's happened is the concrete uh, fractured somewhere in, in the cylinder, and then it's separated. That's, and that's one of the reasons why we like to put vertical rebar in a concrete footing, so that if a, a concrete pier ever cracks, it doesn't separate. But that the one of those two things has happened. So you got to get it out of there. You got to get a sono tube all the way down back to the bottom, and then you want to bell out the bottom of that uh, concrete a little bit so it has a foot at the bottom, and then insert a a rebar from the top all the way to the bottom vertically and fill it back up with concrete, and you'll be good to go. It's not an easy job to do, uh, but that footing needs to go back where it is because the load that's carrying that deck on the flush beam likely needs to be right there. So. Good luck with that. It's a it's a labor of love. Maybe Denny's <laughs> available to help you after he finishes up his uh, his uh, his brightener conditioner. I'll go for coffee. Okay, something like that. Thanks, Dan. Good luck with that. Yeah, that, that is a it, labor of love. Yeah, you know, and that's why we see a lot of these footings come out of the ground, and, and you don't really know why they are because you can't. We don't have any X ray machines yet for for deck footings, but we we are using a lot more of these uh, diamond pin piers. I was in Plymouth this week, 
uh, and Plymouth has a lot of swampy backyards and a lot of footings that have moved and fractured. And uh, we, we, our solution is usually to put in a new diamond pin pier that we know is going to work and, and, and quit trying to battle the, the, the ridiculous amount of moisture in the, in the soils in some of these cities. So another option is to put in a diamond pier. The problem with that, with Dan's here, is that he can't put the footing, he likely can't put the footing right next to the old one. That's often a solution is to, if it's a drop beam, a lot of times we can just put a new footing next to the old one and then just get rid of the top of the old one and leave it there and plant grass seed over mm. it or something. So tough situation. There is a text. Uh, you're talking about the Diamond Pier uh, issue. There's a text, and I'm not sure if, if I'm reading this correctly, but the texture says, wonder about the pier footings for decks, not Diamond Pier, Helical Pier. Is there a, Are there more than... Uh, other footings that that aren't what you call diamond pier? Well, in the text you just said helical diamond pier. Helical diamond pier, two different things. Ah. So the, the, yeah, helical pier is a, is a screw. It looks like, a, looks like an ice auger that you drill a, all the Minnesotans sure. know what that is. Uh, it looks like an ice auger that augers into the ground, and uh, they're probably on average, uh, 12 inches in diameter at the base, and they, they screw into the ground. That's called a helical pier, an earth screw. There's a few different names for it. And they are really, really good footings. Those things last forever. Hmm. Um, diamond pier is the is the pin pier where we have a concrete diamond at the top, and we drive jackhammer pins into the ground like a tripod. Two different footings. Both are very, very good footings. And then you have your cylindrical pier, which is uh, it looks like a, you know, the shape of a flashlight, and they're typically about uh, 12 inches in diameter for the main shaft of the footing, and then we usually bell out the bottom of them a little bit. Uh, and the, what the form that we use to make that nice concrete cylinder is a, a cardboard tube, basically. Mm-hmm. It's called a sono tube, and it has a, a lining in it that helps the, the concrete uh, not... It's like a waxy kind of film in the inside because we put the concrete in, and it's obviously wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are your... So a cylindrical concrete pier... Um, or a helical pier, which is the screw, or the diamond pier would be the three alternatives for footings. Okay, well, good clarification. That's good. Uh, texter, uh, by the way, uh, the, if you want to send a text, 81807, uh, what do you recommend for a whitewash look on a deck? Hmm. What's that about? Whitewash look. I, I presume like, a, you know, South Florida kind of a whitewash, uh, clap, clapboard siding whitewash look I, I get. Uh, is what I'm picturing this person is describing. And they make um, they make uh, white semi-transparent stains that would give you that look. I don't know if, I don't think Penifin does. Do you recall seeing a I pal- do not, a pen- no. I don't recall a white one. The challenge with white, especially on wood, outside, on the floor, is that is going to, it is going to be a nightmare to keep it looking like that. It's going to, you know, the black, any sort of discoloration is going to show up loud and proud. Um, I have a, we have a dock up in our cabin has a white vinyl decking on it and it's pure straight vinyl. So it's, um, it's, it's not only is it bright, uh, but it does show any sort of anything. I mean, everything stands out on it. It seems so I would be, I would be cautious about that because it's not going to wear well for sure. Okay. All right, back to the phones we go. Let's go to Maple Grove. Jim is there with a question. Go ahead, Jim. Thank you. Yes, good morning. I was listening to your uh, previous, one of your previous callers on the problem of decks that raisins fall during the winter from the freeze and the 
thaw and, and et cetera, and then the um, support um, cement pillars, if you will. And I have had that same problem. And I would like your opinion of this. Um, so I have actually done this, and it seems to work pretty good. But So I went through that same thing, and you cut the posts and level off, and then the next thing you know, you got a foot, half a foot to a foot rise, and then it, you know, you're back over again. So what I did is I took in, you know, these uh, posts that you can do and that holds up, uh, um, there's steel and they uh, have a screw and a movable platform on the top. And a lot of times they'll hold up uh, in the basement and things like that. Well, I took that and I put it on the cement platform. And so now I've upped it and the holding capacity of some of these are like 18,000 pounds. So during the winter, as it goes up and down, I just adjust the platform so it's always, and then I can level it off as the rise and fall. And uh, it seems to be working pretty good, and you got the load capacity. That's a great, absolutely. Uh, my father would call those a lolly column. I don't know if that's the technical term for them, but you see them in basements a lot. That the, They have a, yeah. a steel cap and a little pin that you go in there, and you could spin the threaded rod that lifts and lowers it. I used to have a basement that had those, and I replaced a bunch of them. Um, we would use, That's a good thing to use uh, as a temporary thing to lift and raise. You certainly could do that. Uh, it doesn't. It probably doesn't have the look, you know, to be a permanent post that people want, but that for sure would would be a great post. All right. With all the sunshine out there, uh, we're talking decks this morning on our Home Improvement Show. Thanks to our friend Luke Panic from Linda's Construction. Luke, we're going to take a quick break here and be right back. If you have a question uh, and you want to call it in, we have a line open. That one line is open. You can fill it. 651-989-9226. Or send Luke a text if that's easier. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. Brought to us by Linda's Construction. The deck and port specialist, Luke Panic is helping you out today, either by phone or by text. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. I'm going to grab some text messages. But first, let's go back to the phones because Mary in Shoreview has been waiting there. Uh, Mary, you're on with Luke. Good morning, Luke. I've been listening to your show. I have a deck that was put on in 2016 with Weather Shield Premium deck, and then we put on Bare Premium Weatherproofing all-in-one finish, and it's doing exactly what you said. It's peeling and on the railing and the flat surfaces. It's south-facing. It does get some shade. How do we clean it up so we can try one of these Penafin products. You said you, you, you put down a decking called Weather Shield? It's a um, premium, it's a treated wood. Okay, it's pressure treated wood? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, the tough the toughest part is getting all the old stuff off, Mary, and, and it's not going to be easy. You can use uh, stripper chemical strippers or you can use Armstrong. The, uh, the old sanding apparatus. The, uh, you've got to get all that old material off, unfortunately, because any any of the products that I'm talking about need to go into bare wood uh, with that doesn't have any material on it at all. So if you can get it to that point, then you can put on a penifin, uh, like, uh, you know, I would recommend penifin. Um, but you've got to get all the old paint off, and that can be quite a challenge. Yeah, it's yeah that that's definitely it. You gotta you gotta, I guess, start over basically. You do, and you, you can speak to that, uh, Denny. You yeah. you sanding, have a good uh, bull sanding. riding story. Yes, don't you? Oh, yes. Rent a sander, or uh, you can get your spouse or significant other, 
and just yeah. buy about three different uh, random random orbit sanders yeah. and just uh, spend some good time together out uh, sanding your deck. But really, that made the world of difference. It is, does. It it looks great, and and it's the for sure the best way to do it. I don't like the trying to get it off with the chemicals. It's like it never comes off even. Yeah. It never comes off completely. I think it's if you're gonna take that on as a project, invest or rent the right tools, you know, and and just get it all off and start over. Uh, that that's really the only way to do it right. A listener uh, reminds us there are other, and I agree, uh, there are other products other than Penafin, like Sickens. We Andy mentioned Sickens from time to time. Yeah. You have too. Uh, de- Deckscapes, et cetera. I can only comment on what I've used, and that was Penafin. Uh, there are a lot of products out there. That, the, the, the reason we always I mean, Penafin is the only product that I know of that has a rosewood oil base, and that's what identifies it as a unique product. And I have no affiliation with Penafin whatsoever. Nor I do I. Was, no. was recommended to me. How I first saw it is a, a, a sales rep brought in a, 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 a little drop of it, and he put a drop on a tablet of paper. And then he he said, "What are you guys?" Because we were doing a lot of wood decks. This is ten, fifteen years ago. And we in in he I used a, a droplet of I was using a product at that time called X one hundred, which is also a, a good premium product. And the penafin saturated completely through the tablet of paper right to the countertop. And the stuff the X one hundred that I was using only went through a few pages. And I went, "Oh, mm. I get it. I see why this is different." And the, all the other products that I know of have a linseed oil base. And they just don't have that penetration. So that that to me is what makes it different. I do, and maybe there are other brands that make products like Penafin that are rosewood oil based, but I just don't know of them. Yeah. Okay. But thanks to the listener for yeah reminding us that uh, there indeed are other uh, other products. Uh, good morning, uh, Texter says. A uh, couple of questions. Zuri looks great, but what is the approximate cost difference between it and Azek? Uh, do you prefer aluminum railing system rather than composites? Couple of questions. Yeah, um, I don't know Zuri, if you can do a money part of it. The uh, the cost difference, roughly. You know, they're similar. Uh, all of the all of the, as soon as you get into the synthetic deck board world, they're all they are all expensive. They vary in cost a little bit within each manufacturer. Like Azek has a, set, a couple of different lines that vary in cost a little bit. They have a premium and a medium. Um, Zuri is all one. They only have one variety, just different colors. And it's a little more than um, your t- your top end Azex, but it's very comparable. It's it's a little more difficult to install. So from a, a price from us, it's going to cost more. It, it's 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 tougher to install. Um, but even the core composite products are you know similar in price. That they're not my favorites, but they're they're similar in cost. They're all you know three times the cost of of wood. So they all drive the cost up a little bit. Railing. When I speak to railing, I do prefer metal railings. I think the either aluminum or uh, powder coated steel uh, railing are the best. I like railings that are welded and aren't put together as a kit. Um, they seem to be stronger and last longer. But the the composite rail systems um, are good too. They look nice if that's the look that you want. Um, they just uh, they're not, most people that I meet with. They, they, when you have a deck in the backyard, it seems like more often than not they want to see they want to see the backyard and yeah. colored railings that are white or gray or what they have a a big baluster and a big top and bottom rail. They're difficult to see through. They act more like a privacy fence. And generally, and this is not everyone, but generally 
you want to take advantage of the view in the backyard. That's why you're out there. So the metal railings with a darker color are much easier to see through. Uh, they're less obstructive on your vision. So that's, I think, primarily why we seem to do a lot of metal and dark colored railings uh, as compared to the composite ones. All right. Let's see. Uh, boy, I got a bunch of text. Um, you, met, you had mentioned earlier about a dock. Uh, here's a text yeah. that says, I have a 30-year-old dock area at the lake. It's dirty and has never been washed. Structure is good. Should I pressure wash it? Absolutely. Yeah. If it's, it sounds sound. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure what it's made out of. Mm-mm. 30 years, I suppose it's wood. Well, not a lot necessarily. Of cedar, a lot of cedar docks out there for sure. Still, still nice there. Stuff. And I can speak to, you know, a couple weekends ago, like, uh, we were, uh, I helped, supervised some hockey players that did some fundraising taking docks in and out of the lakes. The the synthetic decking that when it's on these docks is way heavier than the wood ones. It's very, very uh in comparison wise working with it, the synthetic boards are much heavier than wood. So uh it's because of their density. They're very dense and that's why also why they hold their heat a little more. Some people talk about them being warmer. Um they tend to hold that thermo uh, the, the heat from the sun a little bit longer, so they feel warmer on the feet also. Okay. We've got about a minute and a half to go here. I want to pass along this uh, text. Erecting a cedar gazebo weighs about 600 pounds. Do I need to put in footings and attach the post to the footings, or can I purchase cement block and set it on those? Good Six, question. 600 um, pounds. If it's, well, as far as the building code is concerned, if it's not attached to the house, it doesn't need to have frost footings hmm. for the stability of it depending on its design um it may want to have some footings uh but if it's if it's all if it's meant to be a standalone thing then yeah you can put it on blocks or a concrete slab or, or even wood blocks for that matter uh that, that it would just dictate what would it would dictate that is the structural integrity of the gazebo by itself they come in you know people buy them in kits uh, oftentimes and and they can be you know, set up on anything. So okay. there's no rule that says they have to put it on a frost footing. All right. How, we get this from time to time. How do you spell penofen? It's P-E-N, mm-hmm. like penetrating, pen-o-fin, P-E-N-O-F-I-N. Yes. Penofin, like penetrating finish, I guess, yes. is the shorter term for it. Well, Luke, uh, if uh, folks uh, want to get uh, in touch with uh, Lindis, they, and maybe they want a new deck. Yeah. Uh, have them uh, call you guys and uh, come out and at least uh, check it out and, and think of a design and give you an estimate. They'll do that. You guys will do that for free. We love doing it. Love to talk to people about their decks. All right, Luke, have a good week and uh, happy Mother's Day to uh, the uh, your significant other there at home. Yes, okay. my mom. Happy Mother's Day. All love right. you. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. Luke Panic. Bye-bye, Denny. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Luke Panic from Lindis.